Welcome to the Mark Explains Podcast, where we discuss anything from science and faith to politics, aliens, sex, and everything in between. My name is Mark, and I'm the host of this podcast, along with my best friend, Ashlyn. I am a chemist and geoscientist, and I studied at Michigan State University, but I am also a former evangelical worship leader, and I also did search and rescue from the back of a helicopter in the U.S. Coast Guard stationed all the way in Alaska over a decade ago. My life is replete with really unique stories and connections with the most unique people on this planet. And my goal in this podcast is to bring those conversations to as many of you as I can, and to hopefully bring laughter, peace, knowledge, and healing to all of you that listen. Welcome to the Mark Explains Podcast. Two things. Thanks for taking the time in. I know that you are... A pretty, a pretty busy guy. Not really. <laughs> Not really. You don't run multiple uh, online businesses, and you don't have thousands of people <laughs> contacting you and getting a hold of you or anything like that. Actually, not. I mean, I'll just say I'm as busy as I want to be. <laughs> you know, there's weeks where I work, do a lot, and there's weeks I don't do shit. So, do are you paying? Are you paying attention to the storm that's coming through right now? I a little, but I don't know. If it's coming this way or not, because it's, it's not. weird because we, we've got like, you know, it's 76 degrees today. Yeah. Which went yeah. for a run in the gorge. It was beautiful. And but, then, and all my friends are like, it's like an ice storm. It's like raining and freezing in Michigan right now. That's what I see. By the way, can I swear on that? I don't know. Like, fuck yeah. You okay. Can. Well, I just want to make sure, you know, like I, I've been on some before and they're like, you know, I was like, can I swear? Cause I, I swear a lot. And they're like, you know, maybe like. PG thirteen swear and I'm like, what is what does that mean? What the H? Yeah, I don't know what the like. You get you get to say balls one time. <laughs> no, it's uh, everything is welcome here. Okay, sounds good. Um, I mean, and the only reason why is because I feel like people can be more authentic mm-hmm. and more themselves. So I mean, it's just a word, anyways. We all this shits made. So up. there's the there's the I don't even know if we're filming, but we're just talking. But um, I don't, have you heard about there's a uh, a documentary on Netflix about the history of curse words. No. Nicolas Cage does it. And is it good? Yeah, it's like five or six episodes, and he takes each, like, several different words, like, fuck or whatever. And does the history on them? And talks about where that word came from and why we call it a, a swear word. Like, really? what, what, what got that word started and how did it become considered a bad word and why is it okay in some cultures and not okay in other cultures that's, so that's he, super interesting yeah nick he he does this whole five or six part series on different swear words really yeah that's pretty really, sure it's on netflix see that stuff's really interesting yeah. to me like i it's so weird to me that there's taboo around certain words and i mean all, all of this is made up mm-hmm. we made all this stuff up mm-hmm. everything the fact Absolutely. that we call this a microphone mm-hmm. somebody made that up at one point mm-hmm. And especially like in the school or the structure settings when people are like, oh, you can't say the word fuck, you know, Mm -hmm. but if, if one kid goes over to another kid and is like, you're stupid or you're dumb or Mm -hmm. you're a piece of trash, that's okay. And like one is just a word and the other is degrading. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that was interesting to me. Like it's, they're focusing on the word versus how it's used. Right. The, 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 the target of the yeah. word like is it used to describe something or right. is it used to describe a human being and there's a difference yeah there's a big difference that's really interesting um are you paying attention at all to the east palestine ohio chemical spill and like what's happening up because uh, you guys are like you're not far here 
so I'm starting to grow things places. It's really weird. Like, like what do you, what do you getting grow? growths on my body from it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you looked a little leprosy. Do you yeah, have leprosy? Yeah, it's now? got like this boil, this thing on my face. <laughs> it's like this cordyceps, like from The Last of Us. It's like, I'm, yeah, um, a little. To, I mean, I don't really pay too much attention to the news i probably should but i know that it's there i know that there's something in ohio i didn't know the exact name of it uh in terms of like city and different things like that but i i don't know a great deal dude it's pretty gnarly Mm -hmm. i mean a train derailed Mm -hmm. with a a bunch of cars holding really 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 hazardous chemicals that spilled Mm -hmm. one of them was like vinyl chloride it went into the atmosphere they burned it turned to like hydrochloric gas and Mm -hmm. phosgene gas it was like acid rain, but that kind of went like east and southeast mm-hmm. and northeast. So it wasn't really here. But the other ones, there's some really gnarly chemicals that went into groundwater. And the amount of people, so I like I talk about this on the on the uh, TikTok. Um, my actually, if you're listening to this from the TikTok, welcome. Uh, but uh, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> what is that fucking noise? I heard that too. It's like birds. It's the virus. It's that thing. Oh, it's the East Palestine. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Is lot that my chair? Of, it might be. I don't know. It might be mine too. Um, like there's a lot of people saying like, am I, am I safe? Am I safe? And people are like from Kentucky were like, am I safe? Is my groundwater safe? And I'm like, I don't know. Hmm. I'm not there. So it's interesting that you're not thinking about it because the water does travel from, from east to west, but kind of south down the Ohio hmm. basin and then to the Mississippi and then south. Would it get cooked out in the bourbon making process Ooh, that is a really interesting question um because that's a large part of the water that i drink is bourbon yes i would i would say that through distillation alcohol boils at a much lower temperature Mm -hmm. than even water i believe it's around 85 degrees celsius Mm -hmm. and so it's pretty low and so the bourbon actually would get boiled out through the distillery and then you'd end up with pure bourbon. But the mm-hmm. problem is there, then mm-hmm. all of those harsh chemicals would be left in the mm-hmm. original flask. And so it's worse. It, it, you would end, yeah, you would, you would die. Well, this, this bourbon that I'm drinking now, I bought like six months ago. Mm. So this is good. You're straight. Yeah. Yeah. You're straight. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's been really interesting. It's been interesting. Uh, the TikTok has has grown from that. I didn't. I wasn't anticipating that. I just help provide people information. But then I was like, oh, I'm going to be in Kentucky, which is much more relatively close uh, to East Palestine, Ohio. Than where is East Palestine, Ohio? It's on the. Um, it's it's obviously east uh, east side of Ohio, right next to the border of Pennsylvania, kind of like midway up the state. Interesting. Yeah, um, so like a like lot by of, Cleveland more so. Yeah, dude, this this area is going to be like if you've seen, go back and watch videos. Like it looks apocalyptic mm. from that like when they were burning the vinyl chloride. Mm. Um, the area might turn into like ultimately it might turn into um, like a modern day Chernobyl. Like people mm. will have to leave and never come back. Wow. Uh, because a lot of the chemicals that go into the ground they're like forever chemicals. Yeah. I mean, it's not truly forever, but our lifetime forever. Like 500 to 1,000 years, they'll stay in the groundwater and we'll never be able to hmm. access it again. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it, it's pretty gnarly stuff. Um, but uh, so it was actually really interesting timing, me coming down here. I missed the storm and I'm also closer to the area. So it's, it's like it's all in the back of my head. Obviously, down here, no one's going to be affected from Are that. Are you going to go visit it? No. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. It's... <laughs> Some people are like, come down here and Take drink. Take a swim. Come down here and, and drink the water. I was like, no, 
No, like there's like household filters won't even filter. They just gargle this. it. You don't have to drink it. Just like live Bro, on the edge. If if it touches your hand, <laughs> you are in trouble. That's like some of these chemicals. Like they're like, can we bathe in it? I'm like, no, you can't touch it. Mm-hmm. You're you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Leave. Like relocate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been interesting. So it was like the timing was really interesting with all of that stuff because I yeah. bought the tickets here before all that happened. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, it's it's well, it's been interesting, dude. How long have you lived here? Well, uh, we we moved. I lived in Kentucky now. It's coming up on six years, but we I built this house that we are recording in um, coming up on three years. So uh, June of twenty twenty moved in. This is a pretty extravagant house. Thank you. It's um, it's always been a dream. You know, I I I've put in a beyond ridiculous and obnoxious backyard. Um, yeah, I saw that pulling up and. Building a, a basement with a couple bowling lanes in it, and yeah, I was gonna say is doing that. Is the are the is the bowling alley done? It's not yet. That's uh, we finished the backyard, which actually, you know, I think bowling alley sounds like it's more uh, high dollar than like a backyard, but it's it's really not. It's I mean, not the, the backyard. Like my backyard costs more than my house. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even exaggerating, and I have a nice house, but it's that that's how like all this stuff, like the architecture and the and the. And the boulders and all all of it is just it's crazy expensive. Like if you, you know, yeah, that's that that's I mean, well. Where did you come from before this? Because nothing. I mean, <laughs> is this a nicer house than? Oh my gosh, than, than yeah. what you grew up I, in? Yeah, so I grew up uh, outside Chicago and uh, where at? Like Rockford. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little outside of Chicago. Well, I mean, yeah. I always say outside Chicago. I mean, it's yeah, like an hour. My, my hour parents. My parents grew up in Desplaines. Okay, so yeah, that's even closer. Yeah, like suburbs. So there's a nice casino in Des Plaines. Yes, there there's is. There's a casino, which I've lost a lot of money. A substantial too. amount of money in that casino. <laughs> um, grew up there. Big Cubs fan. Got a Cubs tattoo. Yeah, I've, I grew mm-hmm. up being a Cubs fan because my dad. Um, then lived in Florida, which is where we met. Mm-hmm. Uh, lived there for 17 years. You realize at the end of this year, it'll be 20 years mm-hmm. since we first met. That's that's it's been two decades. That's uh, that's a long time. Yeah, I, I I was there from ninety eight and ninety nine, and then I went back up to Illinois for a couple of years, and then I moved back to Florida uh, in two thousand one, and stayed there till two thousand seventeen. So I was there for sixteen consecutive Holy years. Holy cow! Yeah. You were there for seventeen years. Seventeen years in Southwest Florida. Do you yeah. miss it? No. 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 Not at all. No. I was actually just in Florida in the Orlando area. I I swear to God, literally the second. That my that the plane landed in, in Florida, my allergies got worse, <laughs> and then the second that it landed back in Cincinnati, I gargled some of that crazy water, yep. and and it got better. Like that's yep, how the bad Ohio the Ohio water. Yeah, it's yeah, it just ba- kills it's, it. it's, I, But yeah, I, it's just the I never had allergies till I moved to Florida, but it's fine. You know, we like going back to the Orlando area and have a good time with it and stuff. But I I enjoy. If I had an endless supply of money, I don't know of anywhere else I'd rather live than here. Really? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's, dude, I was at a gas station and I, like, I got out of the car and this, uh, this lady that, or it was like a lady and a guy and the lady was pumping and she's like, good morning. And I look over, I was like, what, why are you talking hmm. to me? Like in Michigan, no one does that. And what was she pumping? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Some kind of gas. <laughs> But it was weird because like people around here are nice. Mm-hmm. Like everyone smiles and talks to everybody else, uh, and that's uh, not typical in, uh, in in Michigan. 
you know, it's great. I, I, I live close to drivable places. I'm five hours from Chicago if I want to drive. I, I'm close to Nashville, Louisville, Cincinnati, Knoxville. You know, there's a lot of... It's all, it's all right it's here. All and, and Trista lives nearby? Uh, yeah, there's so there's a with our business, you know, some separate some alumni that are from Fort Myers where we met uh, are close. Um, uh, Kurt and Carrie Peterson live close. They live close, mm-hmm. and Interesta lives close, yep. and um, uh, which they just moved a couple years ago. Did and they? Kurt and Carrie same. I I've actually it's been a while. I don't know. We we've been here for five or six years, and I think Kurt and Carrie are about the same. But Julie and Carrie. Uh, grew up together. They they're, they did? Yeah, they're both yeah they're both from Lexington, born and raised. So I didn't. Know so they that. moved back because Carrie's family's here, and we moved back. Julie's family's here. We just kind of relocated. <laughs> and there's my dog. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they live actually. Kurt and Carrie live uh, three minutes from. <laughs> Is that Julie? Yeah. Is she here? Yeah, yeah. Kurt and Carrie live three minutes from Julie's parents. Really. Um, and it's uh, Julie's dad. He can go shut that door. So reiterate. So yeah, like everybody's right here. Yeah, Julie's dad is like the president of the neighborhood association that their neighborhood is, and Kurt and Carrie live in that neighborhood. So Kurt, oh, that's cool. Julie's dad is the president of the neighborhood association where Kurt and Carrie live. So it's a small world. Yeah. Did you always want to live here, or is did you? How did you? End no. Up so here? It, it. Um. Well, no, no other way to get into this. What is that noise? I think it's this desk. Is it the desk or is it the chair? It might be. It that was chair. the desk. I had my legs up on it. <laughs> I was bashed my face in on this light. Um, it sets falling apart. It, um, I was involved. That's how we met. I mean, we. I was uh, on staff at a church in uh, in South Florida. Pastored a church down there also, and resigned there in 2017. And after resigning, really. Uh, just wanted some place to land and um, wanted a place just to start over. And with what I do with coaching, I can work from anywhere. So we just decided to come back and 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 build roots in Kentucky. Did you? I, were you were you raised really religious? Oh, like, very. Really. Yeah. So funny story about that is my parents are, um, you know, very very Christian, but they. Um, I have four brothers. Well, I'm the oldest of four boys. Um, and the three of them under that are younger than me all have Bible names. Like they like my parents like on purpose named them an Old Testament first name, New Testament middle name, all of them. Really? And then the, and then me, right? And then With, you. Cor- I mean that's Corey. and and then I'm the one that ends up the being right. Well, give it time. <laughs> but uh but what's interesting is like you know asking my mom like why how did she name me and she's like well I was, there was this romance novel I was reading when I was pregnant with you so I'm basically named after Fabio which it's even what's even funnier than that is my mom told me what my name was gonna be if I was a girl you ready for this what my name if I was a girl was gonna be Brandy Cinnamon now how much bro that's a stripper I know it is that's I would have I would have been getting paid my ten ninety nines and one dollar bills <laughs> or. And here's the thing, that's that's fine, you know, that's you know, whatever, but that's a that's a hundred percent a stripper name. That's a stripper mm-hmm. name. You there's you, worse livings. I would have done it. Dude, you were fifty fifty. Yeah. You would have been a stripper. I've got, yeah. And who's who's to say I'm still not? You know, they've got like with OnlyFans and stuff like that now. Are you right? on feet finder? I would I would one hundred percent sell my feet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like feet, but if somebody wants to sell my feet, like this is can I can I share gross things? Like yeah. This is a true story. Like I know, if I have a very good friend of mine who is in very good shape, 
and there was a male that contacted him uh, after a workout that he posted. Really? And said, I will give you $1,000 if you take off the underwear that you're wearing. And sell and it. And put them in a package without washing them and send them to me. Yeah. And, and he... He said, "No." I was like, "I would have fucking done that I'd for a hundred bucks. I would have done that for a second. I mean, I'll if you if you want bucks. my nasty, sweaty balls underwear after workout, and you're willing to pay me for that, I will give you any amount of money in the world for that." It's so funny because I actually have some friends uh, back home right now that I have encouraged um, to get into this world. I mean, because it probably realistically is a smaller window in their life that the looks are going to be. Um, a, a, a facet of their ability to make money. I mean, that window is short relatively mm-hmm. to their entire life. And I'm like, hey, if you can take pictures of your feet or sell your underwear, do it right now. Mm-hmm. Because there there's a bunch of weirdo people in this world. And if they want to pay you to do that, 100%. It, I mean, they're not causing you harm. They don't know where you are. They're happy. You're happy. You have money. Everybody, It's a win-win-win across the board. This is probably a topic for another day. But I, I'm of the opinion that... Very, very, very few things should be illegal, and 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 the things that are would would in my head be the, the the you know I think that's an interesting question you know based off of like who defines what morality is and who gets to set the standard and there's a lot of people that I think believe this concept that without a God concept there can be no morality without without you know without theology there can be no right or wrong which I, I disagree with. I think the line for me is 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 causing harm to someone else. That if you are bringing harm to someone else, that should not be allowed. Uh, you should not be able to just go physically harm someone because they wronged you. This isn't the Wild West, right? I can't go and just uh, stab someone or or beat the shit out of somebody because I don't like what they did. That's not the the way this world works. But if I want right. to, you know if I want to sell pictures of my feet or if I want to have sex or whatever, and that's the way that I make money and the other person now the you that the crazy thing about that is that opens up a massive can of worms. That's messy. Because if you do that, then it makes um, a lot of things more readily assess- accessible, yep. i.e. human trafficking and different things like that, which obviously is, yep. is, is, is not consenting. I don't think that anything should be should be regulated by well, a government. Well, it, and I mean, oh, and I, uh, is there anything you think? Because in my mind, like, if I if anyone wants to fuck up their life, go for it. You do it. You do, yeah, you but do. again, I think that's in. Yes, I think crimes against other people are things that should be punishable. And I what, think if you if you cause harm to someone else, I think, i.e., the, you know, the the drug debate is an interesting one because it's like, you know. Um, we, we have a, a prison system that's filled, you know, you got all these things and this is Russia, not here, but you got Brittany Griner who spends months in a Russian prison for cannabis, yeah. which is, we look at and it's like r- ridiculous. And we're like, we can't believe that's happening. And there's hundreds of thousands of people in the United States that in the US. for possession of marijuana, for let alone marijuana. in, 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 in a, uh, something that is legal in some states, not in others spending billions of dollars on taking care of prisoners that are locked up for something that is ridiculous. It's cause it's a, it's an industrial complex. So I, business. you know, I think even the drug thing is an interesting thing because it's like, listen, I don't, I don't see a huge difference mm. between this old fashioned that I'm drinking and cocaine. 
Because here's the thing, like I, if somebody doing cocaine can be in another place and cause a lot of harm to someone else. And so can someone who drinks too much alcohol, right? I mean, so there's this idea of, of self, you know, regulation, but here's the problem, right? When it comes to alcohol, alcohol is not illegal, but if I drive drunk and I kill someone, right, it's regulated, it, then I should have to pay a price for that. I caused harm to someone else. You did. And so I guess the line becomes like, you can do it, but the moment it crosses the line from self-regulation to harming another person, then you enter a different Right, category. and I also honestly don't care. I don't think it's the government's job to tell me that I can't, that I should or shouldn't bring harm to myself, you know, in the sense that, you know, we're, we're protecting people from themselves. What does that even mean? It's like this whole concept of... Of, of seatbelts. Like, I understand. Is know? it protecting people from themselves or I don't is know. it generating more money for well, the government? Well, I mean, yes. That's that's just it. It's, you know, I, I agree with you that I think a lot of things should be taken out of the government's hands and I think marriage is one of them. I think that's a, that, that this whole monopoly that the religious organizations have on marriage I think is ridiculous. I think that's, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that that I think that there's there's very 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 few things that the government should have its hands in. So if you're just tuning in, uh, Corey has gone through a, probably a faith deconstruction of sorts over the past few years. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, do you feel like your morality has changed since you've gone through? Yes. How has it changed? Significantly less judgmental. I think that. I am very, very pro the the human experience, and I I do not. I think the biggest problem that people have with Christianity, and I was a pastor for a long time. I don't really hear a whole lot of people uh, talking badly about any religion that I'm aware of more than Christianity now. Maybe that's Part of it is because of where we live. Yeah, we're in the western. We're in the western in the hemisphere. Yeah. We, you know, that it's the predominant religion of our nationality of our of our country of all those things. Understandable, but I think there's a bigger a bigger reason than that. And I think part of it is of all the religions that are out there, and I know people from lots of different religions. None of them are trying to convert me. None of them, except for Christians. Except for Christians, none of them. <laughs> Nobody's trying to convert me, convert me to be Jewish. They think they're right. Nobody's trying to convert me to be a Hindu or a Buddhist or a Muslim um, or an atheist or uh, a Native American mystic god. Nobody. Nobody is trying to convert me to anything. Christians are, though. Mm. And, and, that is, and, and that is because the entirety, and this you know, can go into it because here's the, here's the crazy thing. It's like people call you, and I've gotten tons of messages, you know, aren't, aren't you hypocritical for talking about something for so long and believing something the opposite now? Maybe. I'll wear that title if you want me to. But I also think that people are allowed that healthy things grow and growing things change and growing and changing and viewing life differently. And I've got a pretty crazy past that was locked up for a long, long time. Um, and you just view things differently. And I made the decision because I started a lot of this process back in, you know, the mid 2000 teens, like 15, 16, that I was not at a place that I believed or aligned with many of the things that 
the doctrine that I was a part of supported, and so I stepped away. Um, were I had you, no. Were you were you actively preaching at that time? Like, were you for a few months? For a few months. Yeah. How, what was that like? Uh, it was not as difficult as you would think. What started the process? Did you always have those questions? I yeah, I I did. I I started I started to have a lot of questions. I think honestly, a lot of it for me. Um, I started asking a lot of, I've always had a very, very difficult time with the concept of eternal damnation, right? I've always had just a really, really hard time wrapping my head around that. And that's a core belief of the Christian faith, which is really messed up to think about, but the, the, the core fundamental truth and, and one of the main reasons why Christians proselytize so much and talk about so much, you know, first of all, it's stuff that we're fed, but it's this idea that I'm doing it because I'm being missional about it, that me telling you to live a certain way and vote for the white Republican men is because of morality. It's because of, I'm, I'm saving your soul. Like there is there, there's mission behind it, and it's and it's really difficult to talk someone out of that and and to tell them that they're wrong because everything that you say that you back up with is well the Bible says well what happens when someone comes and says well I don't believe what that book says yeah but the Bible says that's fine you can say the Bible says eight million things I don't believe it so you can't you know. You can't use something, and there's a, there's a lot of things that people will try to bring in in terms of historical, you know, context. I think for me, and this is where a lot of it came from, it doesn't make sense. It literally makes <laughs> zero sense. And, and I think that was a part of it where you just get back to it and you're like, why do I believe this? I, I saw a TikTok, and I'm going to refer to TikTok like 12 times mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm obsessed. I understand. It's Chinese mm-hmm. spyware. I don't mm-hmm. care. Uh, I saw one that was like, Okay, I'm going to break down the Christian religion. God came down and impregnated a minor with himself uh-huh. to give birth to himself so he could sacrifice himself to himself to save humanity from a damnation that he had created right. and damned all of the world to unless they in turn worship the sacrifice of himself. Right, but it's your choice, right? It's not. It's not. I was like, oh yeah, that makes. Sense. You, you know, I mean, I'm assuming this is probably a dumb question. You know who George Carlin is? Yeah. Okay, so George Carlin does this bit where he's like, you know, religion, and, and I understand. Like when people say religion, there's a lot of there's it's millions broad, of religion, but, but but the one that people are really talking to is Christianity because again, it's the only one that's trying to convert me. It's the only one here. Yeah. Yeah. Here now, yeah. I don't know how. I know that there's a lot of pressure. In Middle East, and in in really strict sects of uh, Islam and things like that, that by force. So I I get that, right? Sure. But George Carlin talks about that religion is trying to convince you that there's this evil man in the sky that watches everything that you do, every move that you make, and if you do not worship him, he will send you to a place of all eternity where you will bleed and choke and die in agony. <laughs> and then and then he stops for a second and then he goes, but he loves but you. But he loves you. Yeah. 
Um, and then he, he, got, he starts getting into it. He's like, and yeah, he needs money. Money. He, needs he never money. gives enough he, money. He's like, all knowing, all powerful, all, and he, but he can't figure out the money thing. So, oh, it's that's a funny bit. It's, it's really funny and it's really telling. And I think there's a lot of that, that it's like, you know, and here's, here's honestly the place that I feel, right? Because I've been asked this question a lot. Could I be wrong? Yes. Do you think you were wrong? I think I knew... I think I was acting in what I knew and believed at the time. And I do think that it's possible that a person's beliefs can shift with time. They should. That it's just part of what it means. I don't... You know, I don't look back. And so if somebody were to say, were you leading all of those people astray? Well, well, I don't know. I, I think I was trying to be genuine with what I thought I believed at the time. I don't think that I was trying to put on some elaborate show. In fact, when I started to question what I believed, I stopped doing it. Um, Same, actually. I was, so, I was leading worship. And like there, there was a, a one solid month. Did you ever meet um, my ex-wife, Juge? At the, I don't know if you probably... Yes. You did. I, I did meet her. Yeah, uh-huh. so, like there there was a point where um, I was leading worship. It was it was while we were married. I was leading worship, and I was an atheist. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember there was two specific times I was praying for people to come to the altar. And I remember in my mind I was like, I am telling them to pray to a God that I don't even believe in. And and like I stole I, people's sermons for six months before I left. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, this is bullshit. I would yeah. be like like. Let's come to the front, and in my mind, I'm like, "This is bullshit." It was uh, it was a strange place to be. Yeah, but you you know, and and here's the thing, I, and I take responsibility for what I know. You know, again, I so this is where I feel. I was doing what I believed to be true at the time. Does that make it right? No. Was I? Did I possibly lead people astray? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, uh, but here's where I, where I come into where I line up is that. I, could I be wrong about what I believe and could the doctrine of Christian faith be real? Sure. What do you think the chances are that Western Christianity is the one true path to God? Zero. <laughs> Zero. And so, um, you mean, but, you mean the, the most, the religion that's in its most infancy, it's only like 250 years Well, old. and yeah, and that's and that's the crazy thing about this, right? I mean, let's just like peel the logic back. And I, here's the thing about this, right? I don't honestly believe, like I am trying to be the anti-missional here in saying that my life's purpose is to try to take hope and faith away from someone that has have chosen to, to grab onto it. Because I know people that have gone through catastrophic loss and catastrophic trauma, which I have too that have grabbed onto this yep. as a way to make their life filled with hope. And I'm yep. not trying to take that away from you. I'm I've, not. I've seen marriages healed. Great. And people come out of terrible drug well, addictions. Same. And and I'm and I'm sure yep. it was genuine. And, Absolutely. And, and I think and I think that speaks more to the the need for people to believe in something. Hmm. I think we are very spiritual beings. I think we need to have something to believe in. I think if I was to if, if you were to ask me now what I believe in... What do you believe in? Energy. What does that mean to you? I think that, that, I think that energy speaks. I think that we are connected to the earth. I think, that, I think there's a lot of what I believe that is probably more tied into what a lot of Native American or what a lot of Indian or Eastern religions teach. 
But you know what? To, to, to be truthfully honest with you, I don't really feel like I'm in that much of a hurry to figure out what it is that I believe. I think, mm. you know, you talked about today how you went to the Gorge. Yeah. Right? It's a great place to hike in Kentucky. And you talked about how you get, you got lost in this, yeah. in this, okay. Well, 1,000%. Sometimes people get lost and they don't want to be found. You know, you find Ooh. yourself in this, in this place and you're out hiking and you've got this person that runs into the gorge and says, Mark, I'm here to save you. And you're like, the problem that you have is I never asked to be saved. I'm not trying to be saved from anything. I am wandering because I want to. Ooh. I am lost because I want to be lost. And I have no interest in being found. And what I do know is that my journey is not towards being found. My journey is forward. And my, I will end up where, wherever my feet take me. Mm. And at the, end of the, at the end of life, this is what I truly stand on. If the 0.00158% chance that Western Jesus is the answer. Okay, let's just say that it's true. And hell is real and salvation is real and all those things are real. Great, fine. I do not want to spend eternity with the God that set that system up. Mm. That Because it, there's this idea, right, that if that is true, what percentage of the population of people that have ever existed fell in line with that belief system? Very small. Very few. So you have this God, this creator being that supposedly loves everybody, that a sliver of what he created gets to spend <clears throat> eternity in paradise with him. Yep. While everybody else perishes. Bullshit. Yep. Because that is not a God that loves his creation. It's not. It's a God that loves himself. And it's a God that... And, and even this whole idea of, of narrow is the road that leads to salvation and wide is the road that leads to destruction. Fine. Then put me on the wide road. I am not... Like, there is not one part of me. And, and that's where I think a, a dangerous person is one that is decided. Because I've, I've had people even ask, well, you know... Um, what if an angel came and visited you? And, and I'm like, listen, Jesus himself could sit in that chair and show me the damn nails in his hands the same way he showed Thomas, and it's still a no for me. Hmm. That I that it's just a no for me. And if and if that means that I, knowing that and making my decision, will spend eternity separated from him, then so be it. You know, this is your creation to do with whatever you want to do with it. Peace out, because I want nothing to do with with that God. I want nothing to do with being around the people that worship that God. And I sure as fuck don't want to be in some worship service that lasts 80 billion years. <laughs> Those are the worst. So it's a no for me. So it's it's interesting you, you talk about that, because I remember it wasn't an overnight transition for me, as I'm sure it wasn't for you. It was like... Small things, small things, small things, small things. It was like chipping away at the foundation. There was like one question, two questions, this, that, this. And I remember the absolute turning point for me was I remember back in Masters, uh, I was I went up to Walmart with our like eighteen dollars that week uh -huh. that we were given, and I was going to buy pasta mm -hmm. and spaghetti sauce mm -hmm. for um, the lighthouse mm -hmm. for me and Matt Bradshaw, Matt mm -hmm. Liu, mm -hmm. Terrence, and. Um, I was running through and I got, I got the spaghetti and it was like a dollar mm -hmm. and I was, I was in the spaghetti sauce aisle and I was looking for prego with mushrooms mm -hmm. because that's the fucking best. Mm -hmm. And like, I was up and down that aisle like 12 times and I'm like, I'm like, I literally started getting mad because I couldn't find the prego. And I remember like, Oh, I just need to, I just need to pray. Mm -hmm. I just need to pray. 
And I closed my eyes in the middle of Walmart spaghetti aisle. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, show me where, (laughs) show me where the Mm -hmm. prego with mushrooms is. I opened my eyes and I'm not even fucking kidding you right in front of my eyes, Mm -hmm. right there. And I was like, praise be to God Mm -hmm. that you showed me where the spaghetti sauce is. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, what that did was it solidified a God that was interventionist. Mm -hmm. So like he intervened in my life to show me where that was. And then I fast forward to 2013 or 2014, where I started doing humanitarian work and uh, started getting my hands. Uh, and this was through Michigan State University. I started to reach out and uh, do humanitarian work in like Tanzania mm-hmm. and in South America and uh, in uh, South Africa. And I started realizing how much uh human trafficking there was but even like not not like the human trafficking we hear about in the u.s like this is like especially like in in africa um like a lot of i mean in many of the 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 villages that are just the poorest of poor on the planet um these these pillagers would come in and just if there is a female between the ages of five and nine they just swoop them up they're they're just gone and then Mm -hmm. then those 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 girls are just right into the sex trade Mm -hmm. and they're raped and sold until they're 13 to Mm -hmm. 14 years old to which at that point they're too old and they're killed. Mm -hmm. And, and in my mind, like when I was talking to the people that are actively involved in these areas, establishing like, and I, I was involved in clean water wells. So I'm establishing clean water wells and talking to these people and like here these, these mothers are with, so many of them. I mean, I mean like an overwhelming amount t- telling stories about how their daughters have been abducted and some of their sons, but mostly daughters have been abduct- abducted and how they cry at night praying to a God to, to save their daughters. And in the meantime, their daughters are being raped and sold. And then at 13 or 14 murdered. Mm-hmm. And I think back and I say, what kind of a God would intervene for spaghetti sauce? but not to save the life of a child from being raped and murdered. And that was the crutch for me where I was like, I can no longer believe in a God that, that is that with this framework, that does not work Mm -hmm. for me. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that certainly, you know, resonates. I mean, when, you know, a couple, I mean, last night we had a conversation and, and you were like, hey, what, what can we talk about and what can we not? And I was like, well, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about anything. But, you know, I've, I've shared about this some. But as I share and talk, you know, a lot of people hear my words and see the intensity on my face and think to themselves, something must have happened to that guy. Like, there's something that must have... They say the same about me. Okay. Well, in their case, they're right. (laughs) Yeah. Something did happen. Something did happen. Yeah. I was molested for 10 years Mm. between the ages of 12 and 21. Mm. Hundreds of times. Hundreds. And you go to this place where at that time, faith and religion and different things like that is the place that you turn to for safety until you get to a point when you realize, wait a minute... I cried out for help for 10 years of my life to save me from a monster. Mm. And there was no answer, not a single one. But now you're going to sit there and tell me, 
And that's why I think there, there's a part of that. Like for people that have been hurt and wrong, now somebody could say, well, it wasn't, you know, this is the where I always push back on this. Well, it wasn't God that hurt you. Of course. All right, fine, fine. Could he have stopped it? We could have. Did he? No. Why? Because he was busy with my spaghetti sauce. Well, no, because he, you know, we say, well, he's, you know, he's just... Works in mysterious ways. It's, it's just a no for me. You know, I feel like in my life, I, I had numerous chances, numerous times that I... You ever see... Um, here's my view of God. You ever, did you see the new Thor movie? No. Um, so Christian Bale plays a bad guy in that movie. Oh, I like that. He's he's like this guy. Is he good? Uh, as, he's, as, he's, as a bad guy? Oh, very. Yeah. But in the movie, he has this daughter, and his daughter is dying. And he finally makes it to the gods to ask the gods to heal his daughter. And the gods laugh at him and mock him. Oh. And it turns him into this man that tries to destroy gods so um thor is a god so he you know all these different gods this guy this christian bale's character is like tries to kill gods hmm. and it's a deep story bro dude. and and this That's entire deep. time i'm watching this and i'm like i'm rooting for christian bale i really am because I probably would too here's this thing it's like this i i think like if i if you were to ask me like what do i think if the, if there is a god that's out there, do I think he gives a shit about me? No, I don't. Mm. I think he gives a shit about himself. Mm. And, and that's, you know, here's the thing. Does God have to give a shit about me? No. He doesn't. He doesn't have to. If, if, you, if there really is something and someone out there that is that all-powerful and all... But you, if that's true, gave me the power to have free will, to choose to do what I want, when I want, with who I want, with my life, and to believe in what I want. And with that belief that you gave me, I choose not to believe in you. Have you lost friends through this? 100%. Friends, business, but I get it, you know? And, and again, is, is there a lot of hurt? Again, I try to come back with this. Is there a lot of hurt and bitterness in me? Probably. But I still... Just because I have had this experience, this is why I have a really hard time to push back all the time with this idea that there, uh, there's no such thing as multiple truths. There's one truth. Bullshit. There's not. There's multiple truths to certain things. For example, a parent can have two kids. They're strict with one and have grace on the other. Those kids can have completely different perspectives. And who's to say one's right and one's wrong? One could say, my parent let me get, get away with anything. And the other one can say, my parents let me do nothing. Which one's right? It's, they're both it's, right. They're both right. That's their truth that they have experienced. So this, this concept, it's always convenient that people that say there's only one truth find themselves believing the right side of what that truth is. Of course. Right? There's only one truth. Now, I happen to agree with that one truth. I'm on the right side of that truth. But there's only one truth. Well, fine. I'm on the other side of it. I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I really want to dedicate my life you know what the one thing that i think religion taught me how to have more than anything else hmm. shame Oof. well it taught me how to have shame it taught me how to be afraid it's a it's a shame culture 
And so I, I'm just, I'm not going to be at this place in my life where I allow shame and guilt. And you know what? You know what else I give my right, myself the chance to do? Change what I think in 10 years or five years. Is it possible that in 5, 10, 15 years I could believe something different? Sure. Sure. Do you think you're a better person now than you were 10 years ago? No. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. You know, I, I think I'm a more self-aware person. Mm. Um, I still think I'm the same in terms of what, you know, what I do, you know, what I go out of my way to take care of people that I care about. The follow-up was, and if so, how do you define that? Yeah. So you're literally doing that, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I, first of all, I don't, I'm not even sure what that means, you know. I, I would say that, again, because I, I think better means different things to different to different people and the crazy thing is i mean you helped me freaking put it on audiobook like i wrote a book called chasing better so i mean like again did i believe the things that i wrote at the time yes i did i wrote what i thought and what i believed but i'm probably if i was to write that book again i'd probably would change some things because i'm a different human now um so i don't know shameless plug chasing better available on audiobook <laughs> Please go buy it or because paper it, paper because copy. it pays me and there are some good things in there and it sounds it on, incredible where can they find it amazon 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 or i have my website the cory baker the cory baker.com c-o-r-e-y c-o-r-e-y yeah do you um, feel like uh um what has shifted for you as a father with raising your kids because uh, how old are your two kids well, they're, they're uh, 14 and 11. 14 and 11. Mm-hmm. And so they were... Go to Christian school, by the way. More or less adolescent. Uh, they're pre-adolescent. They mm-hmm. were, you know... Um, what has shifted for you as a father over this past five, six, seven years um, in the way that you raise your kids? You know, I, here's the thing that I've, I've learned even about being a parent. I think we as parents try so hard just to give our kids good experiences and to... We, we don't want them to have to overcome us and to deal with issues we created by the time they get older. But here's the thing. They're gonna. Like, I'm gonna damage my kids. Like, I'm going to create something that they have to overcome. Like, there's part of the, part of the human experience. Like, there is no, I, there is no perfect parenting. And, 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 and I think what I want my kids to know is that I support them in what they do 100%. And they know that. And they know that. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if they want to change their gender. I don't care if they want to marry another woman. I don't care if they want to marry a man of a different ethnicity or a different religion or any of those things. I don't care. I want them to be happy and I want them to pursue what they define as happiness when they define it as happiness. And I want them to know, and I've also told them this, I want them to know that if they ever get to the place where they are in trouble and they need something that I am the first one that they call. And I will not look at them and my first thoughts be to judge them or to be angry at them or to criticize the decisions that they made, but to be there to help them in the situation that they're in. And I want them to know that. And if my kids know that, then that's all I care about. And I also know that part of being a kid is going through a season of separating from me and separating from their mom and and, be, and gaining independence and wanting to be around their friends. Like, I'm not going to be insecure about that. But I was like, I was like that as part of being a kid. Like, I'm not going to take it personal. I think that there's a lot of parents that take how their kids treat and handle them with, uh, and, and they take it personal. And I think that reveals in massively deep insecurity that most people have, mm. that we need to be needed. Sounds, sounds a little bit like God, by the way. 
that you create this creation and you need to be needed by them. Yeah. You need to be worshipped by them. You need to be adhered to by them. You need to be adored by them. Well, your system sucks, bro. Hmm. Like, I, I don't, like, the... I think that the purpose of parenting is to empower kids to have the life that they choose to have. Not to create this concept of forever connection to that life source. Yeah, you, you created life. And then you gave it to me to choose to do with what I want to do with it. And... Hmm. I think that's 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 all part of the human experience. So I think that's what being a father has taught me. Hmm. What's been the hardest part of losing your faith? Or losing organized religion as an ideology? Um you know, that's an inter- interesting uh that's an interesting question. I think so I am someone like you know I don't know if you follow you know a lot of like what like Enneagram is you know but uh, I'm an eight wing seven okay I'm a three so that's all about like achievement achievement perception the 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 core fear of a three is like public exposure being thought of less than do you know your wing are you a wing two I thought I was but I think I'm more of a wing four now really I'm, I'm an emotional bitch i really am like i you know i i just i i really am like i i like to be secluded i like to have my own space and my own stuff like i just i'm very individualistic i i'm well it actually moody. fits it fits the paradigm of you and your four brothers as well being an individual right you know yeah so that's well that's interesting yeah so yeah I'm, but so what did i i, I think I, I think i had to navigate there there was a lot of things that I had to confront when, when people would ridicule me publicly or, or say things publicly that in the past were, were very, very um, hurtful. But I think that the circle that I have right now is significantly smaller than it's ever been, but it's significantly tighter than it's ever been. I, st- I saw a post recently of you and Eric and Jason. Uh-huh. You think you feel like your core friends have stayed? Yes, and I, and what's crazy about that is some of my closest friends and people in my life are still people. You mentioned Eric and Jason; they're two of my best friends on the planet. And still are. Still are people. They they are both pastors and evangelists, and their their spouses are involved. And we can sit down and have a conversation. And I, I think one thing that I've appreciated about them, this is one thing that I will always hold space for, with people. I do not question or judge or stand in the way of what you believe don't do the same to me mm. i have enough if, if if a person that um i say the word truth like if i say the word truth it's not because it's my it's not because what i believe to be truth but this is what a lot of people would would say and from their perspective it's like if i have a truth that it's my responsibility to to share. So my take on that is whatever truth you're trying to tell me, I promise you, I know it. Mm. I promise you I've heard it. I promise Mm. you I've experienced it. And I promise you I've told it to somebody else. So I don't need your truth. I don't need your stories. And honestly, I don't need or even care about your testimony. Mm. I don't. I value human connection in my life and I will listen all day to you tell your stories about what your faith has done for you in your life. I am not open 
I am not interested. I am not willing to have a conversation about what that looks like for me. It's a no for me. It's just not going to happen. And could you consider me someone that is incredibly stubborn for that? Yep. Is there any part of church or organized religion that you miss? Sure. And I still do. Like, for example, dude, I, you know, there's still times when I'll drive down the road and listen to old songs. What's your favorite? What's your go-to? Ironically, Amazing Grace. Yeah. Just because I, I think there's a lot of... Um, I think it brings back... I, to me, it takes me back to a season of my life that I truly was happy. Yeah. You know? And, and I think part of it was just people that I, that I had. But even that, even the song Amazing Grace, Grace I think the theology of that is so immensely fucked up. I think one of the things that I really... One of the things that stands out about me is that... that Christian Christian teaching and theology is this idea that I was born wicked yeah, and that yeah. I was made righteous. I All think right. I was born good. Yeah. I think we were born good. I don't think we were born wicked. Um, but, you know, I think there's still times. And, like, even we, I mean, we tend to go, like, on Christmas Eve. I think there's something nostalgic about a Christmas Eve service. Like, I, I could care less about, like... What the, what the dude or girl or whoever it is has to say. But I, I, the music and the lighting candles and the tradition and wearing a Christmas sweater and being all fucked up on edibles when you go in there. I mean, there's just something about it where it's like, I, I like it. You know, I, I, enjoy the, I enjoy the experience of it. it you know, it's, I, I think there's something about that that I really do. Like I said, I have kids that go to Christian school and I have no problem with it. I really don't. Like they're at some point mm. going to believe what they want to believe. And if it's a Christian doctrine, that's fine. Um, if it's not, like my daughter reads her Bible and highlights it. Good. Where do you think you would be if you had not gone through a deconstruction? Oh, God. Probably miserable and, you know, hating life with the next marriage counseling appointment that I had and, you know, just begging that people would give money to support this cause and you know i i just i don't know and i i I, that it sounds bitter and it probably is but um i will say this if if i hadn't i would be ridden with guilt Mm -hmm. just absolutely i don't think i'd be sleeping at night i don't think that i i think that i would be immensely conflicted Mm -hmm. yeah what do you think 2004 Corey Baker would say about 2023 Corey Baker. Dear Jesus, what what happened? I mean, I I don't <laughs> I don't know because I you know um, I think in some ways I've always been this. So I I got I've gotten in three tattoos in the last year. I have like a Cubs one on this wrist. I have uh, on my back. I have a, a phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah, and this is uh, Gemini. Mm. It's my area. It's my. Uh, Astrology. astrology sign, yep. which my mom was not the happiest with me getting astrology tattooed on my arm. Oh gosh, I cannot <laughs> imagine. Um, but Gemini, it, the, the, so the this symbol, it's it stands for it's like the twins. The Gemini are the twins, and it's like it's like two it's like two people. It's like the, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. And there's this part of you that is one way and part of you that is another. And I've always identified with that. Mm. Um, is it bipolar? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. But I, cause I, I think that, but I think for me, like, I, there's always this little bit of conflict that I feel. Because there's like some days where like, I want to be good 
and I want to save the world. And there's other days where I just want to watch it all burn. There is something weirdly satisfying about, it, uh, like, watching the world burn. Mm-hmm. It, maybe it's a little bit of the sadistic well, side I, of me. Yeah, and and here's the here's what I. This is how I feel about me. Like I will, if if there's something that is in my way, I will run over anything and anyone to get it. But I will lean out the window and make sure you're okay after I run you over. Like I think that's you know. That's that's part of it, and it is, it is who you, like somebody asked the question the other day. They were like, if if you saw someone fall, would your first instinct be to laugh? Or to check and see if they're okay. A laugh. Laugh. One hundred percent. Yeah, I would check on them after I laughed. But yep. my first instinct after I saw them fall is I'm going to laugh. One hundred percent. I, so I mean, it's t- after you check if they're okay, the laughter is gone. Yeah. You can't yeah. laugh after the fact. It's not. It's not as funny. That. And then you know the, the the how would you like it if someone laughed at you? You should be. You laughing. should laugh. I'm an idiot. Yeah. You should be laughing. Do you think that there's a place for organized religion in the world in in humanity? Yes. What, what role does that play? I think it plays something very personal. I think that there's a lot of community. There's a lot of camaraderie. There, there is some elements of other faiths. Like, I will say this. I have a lot of friends and family. Well, not family. I have a lot of friends that have become like family that adhere very, very strictly to Jewish faith. Not just because they're from Israel, but they, are, they, they believe in the Jewish faith. Mm. I have a lot of respect for Jewish people. Because one thing, again, that I respect about them is Jewish people are not trying to convert you to be Jewish. If anything, they're trying to talk you out of it. Hmm. It's a lineage, right? Yeah, it's like it's, it's something that's passed down. You can convert to it, but they're like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, they take their beliefs and doctrine very seriously, and they just want to be left the fuck alone. Like, they just want to... I, I don't... I have no business, no problem with you doing crazy stuff. And here's the thing. Like, Jewish people believe some crazy stuff. Mm. Like, crazy like crazy things. But you know who else does? Christian people believe some crazy <laughs> things. Like, that your Savior was born from a 13-year-old woman, and there was this God that existed that made all the... the put blood on doorposts and if you didn't put blood on doorposts then all the oldest siblings would die and and this guy Saul who was this amazing king what the only reason that he got the kingdom ripped away from him is he didn't obey the commandment to kill every man woman and child of an opposing issue, uh, opposing na- a nation because he didn't do that he was deemed as a man after God's own heart and the problem with that is that your argument of God is the same yesterday today and forever that's what Christian theology is right <laughs> That, that means that that's who still that's still who God is, Ooh. right? I heard a very interesting take on religion the other day. And it was this podcast I was listening to, and the concept of it was, if you read through the Bible, specifically the Old Testament, God is not the hero; he's the villain. Yes, and in this in the creation story, where you have this serpent. That comes and asks Eve, which, by the way, Eve, I would have eaten the damn apple too. Yeah. Hell yes. Have you ever had an apple with peanut butter on it? So good. Or a caramel. Yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. The, the idea that the serpent comes and offers this apple and says, did God really say? Which essentially created 
this independent spirit inside humanity that gave them permission to start asking questions. And when, when humans start asking questions to the Godhead, the Godhead freaks out. And what does the Godhead do? Kicks them out of the Garden of Eden. What happens in the Old Testament when they build this tower? They say... Is that, is that the first reference of nar- narcissism? Well, yeah, right? They start to build this tower. And read the Bible account. What does it say? Heaven, heaven thinks mm-hmm. they're getting too close to us. Yep. So what are we going to do? Make them all speak different languages. Make them all speak. We're going to confuse the fuck out of them. Yep. Make them all speak different languages because they're getting too close to us. Yep. That's in your book, bro. Yep. So why, why, why would God do that? Why, why that, is how does that make any that? sense? How does that make any sense? Because people would be like, well, well, that wasn't, um, that, that was, that was, the people didn't have understanding of the time of how tall the buildings could be. Well, God did. Sure. Right? Why was he worried about that? Why? It makes no, like, there, there's, that's, and that's, I think, when you start asking questions like that, to, in my eyes, if you're gonna, if you're gonna base so much of this life, either it's all true or none of it's true, because if there's a hole anywhere, it's a semi-wide hole. Mm-hmm. Because you, that's a problem. When you have claimed that this is true cover to cover, that there's no, iner- that there's no, iner- er, there's no um, falsehoods, there, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's pure, it's perfect. It's, in, it's inerrant. Inerrant. Hmm. Well, if you're going to put yourself on that pedestal, then the minute there's anything in there that is a whole becomes a problem. Well, I mean, chapter one of book one talks about how there's trees made before stars and just if you look around us that atoms of carbon yeah. that make up trees were birthed right. from the destruction well, of stars. Here's the thing. So I don't know. I can't buy that one. So now we're up the road. We've got this creation museum and the, and the replica. Of is those. that around here? Yeah, it's up in Cincinnati. And then the Noah and the Ark thing is yeah. like an hour away. Don't do it. You know, there's 15 million species. Well, okay. Of beetles. <laughs> okay, so even again with with some of that, you've got this God that has that loves his creation so much that he's destroyed it multiple times. It doesn't sound very loving. Um, but but you've got this like, there's just so many issues and and problems that are have no answers and um and but up at the at, at the museum and, and well, christian theology would still believe that the earth is 10,000 years old or less yeah or less i i during my deconstruction went through and at some point counted or referenced how many humans the bible say that god killed versus how many satan killed Oh, it's and it was like just from what God refer or just from what the Bible referenced, it was like two and a half million men, and that's not including women and children. Mm-hmm. And so it was like two point five million men versus Satan killed, I think nine, and it was all with the permission of God, uh-huh. and it was all strictly in the Book of Job. Huh. So, I mean, if you're just looking at data. <laughs> team, cheers to well team serpent man and here's the thing team. and and 
it's dude, I should. I launched Thick Boy Fitness. I need to have a shirt that says Team Serpent. You're welcome. That's good. Well, but here's I'll the, send you one. I want one. That's good. So here's the here's the thing, right? It's it's like you know the, this world. So ten miles down the road is this Asbury thing. Okay, in the Asbury, this is like a revival. It's like this oh, revival wow. at the Asbury University, and people are coming from all over the world. Oh, I did hear about that weird that's, thing. That's ten minutes down the road. Oh, yeah. that's that's too. So bad. We can go after this. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Yeah. on that. But oh, we could go a little bit drunk. <laughs> go quench the spirit. Uh, so, you know, there's this whole thing where I don't know. Do you, do you watch the Grammys or you've heard, you know, like Sam Smith and I did. You know, they did this song called Unholy. I love that. Which song. I love the song too. It's a phenomenal song, but it's this idea that you know, this Satan, where, you know, that we glorified and worshipped Satan on live TV, and God's response to that was like this revival. I'm like, how petty and stupid is this? <laughs> like, you've got this God that is watching American TV, and and so devastated by this devil song. costume and this song about this guy that goes and has an affair at the body shop or whatever the hell it is <laughs> and as a result i'm gonna i'm gonna show you like i'm gonna i'm gonna create this revival like i, I feel like you i take, don't know if that's a revival if that's just people excited for a few days i'm not i'm not really sure you know what and who, who whatever more power to them but it's a no for me and i feel like that's been a theme of a lot of this and it's just yeah, it's it's a no. Okay, I have a couple other questions sure. that are uh, some. If you could relive any one year of your life, what would it be? Oh, what year would that be? The entire year, because it's it's twenty twenty. Really, hundred percent. Take me back to isolation. Really? Yes, I would go through that with a completely different attitude. I would embrace it instead of be scared of it. You were scared. Yes, that started. I think a lot. I think twenty twenty started because when i i would tell you that when i moved here because mm-hmm. you I, moved here in 2020 no i moved here in 2017 oh but we, we in the house in, right right yeah okay um i would say at that point if you were to ask me am i still a christian would i say yes i would say that i was i just wasn't practicing and i just was at a place of just not sure what i believed now i'm very much at a place of saying i don't believe that sure but that was very scary i think the the you know you know how we use and people define it in different ways we say bc and ad and we say that you know church people would say that bc stands for before christ and of course. and you know Anno domini the year of our lord and now we say like BC and BCE, like the common era and before common era, like that. Just, but but that was something. Believe it, don't believe it. Jesus, whether he existed or not, I don't know, but it has to be one of the most significant people that's either lived or assumed has lived. Sure. Right? I mean, he, there's no way you can deny that. I mean, he, there's. There was a season I didn't believe he lived. I, th- I, I, he, I, I think but, that he great. was probably a great. human, probably. But but that, whether we define it that way or not, like life and things were different before he existed versus after. Either like it defined and separated eras, right? In terms of how we define it. Well, the the, the years have nothing to do with Jesus. I understand that, but I'm just yeah. saying that's how we would. We that's how people, at least in our culture, in in the religious cult. I mean, I grew up thinking that Jesus is 
birth was, was year zero, zero. Right, which wasn't. It was like four or five BC. Four or five yeah. BC, and the years are were given from right. the Roman calendar and but the, blah, but blah, again, blah, blah. The point, that that doesn't matter. What does matter is I think that we will look back on 2020 as a significant point. Like, it changed the world. Like, I think that, that time changed the world. Like, sure. it shifted a lot of things. Interesting. And I would like to go back and relive that out of embracing that change instead of being afraid of it. I think I wasted at least a year or two of my life being afraid. Interesting. If you could go back and tell eight-year-old Corey anything, what would you tell him? <laughs> uh, you know... How old are you now? 42. 40. You're only two years older than me. Mm-hmm. You know... I... It's interesting because, you know, I've been through, you know, a lot of traumatic things and, and, and I went through some therapy and they, they, there's like this, it's like, I forget what, what the definite, what the actual, um, but it's, it, it, you get this like, it's almost like hypnosis, but they get this thing and they, they make your eye, your pupils dilate really fast and then they like take you, I forget what that's called. Like some, EMDR? Yes. Okay. Yes. But so I did that and they take you back into this like experience and you go back there and yeah. you're like remembering things and the stuff that you remember is crazy I mean, the stuff that i had locked up for a long time and brought i did the same thing really really fucked up yeah um but then they ask you to go back in time to if if something if you could have changed any of the experiences would you have yeah and i remember saying i wouldn't change anything really nothing Mm -mm. I said the only thing that I would because I feel like going through that like there's a there's a part of me moving forward Mm. that is going to help a lot of people that have been through similar experiences that don't know what to do Mm. and if I wouldn't have went through that I wouldn't have been able to speak into that and tell them that it's going to be okay so if you want to know what I would say and, and in some ways I did get the chance to because a year ago I did a psychedelic experience what what kind of psychedelic DMT and uh, psilocybin mushrooms. So you did both? Yes. Wow. And on the psilocybin mushroom journey, if you've ever done a high dose, which I did six grams, which is... That's significant. That's uh, six times the average dose. I mean, you were places, right? And yeah. I mean, it, it... But when I was there, I literally had a conversation with a 12-year-old version of me in the swing set behind our house. Really? Yeah. What was that like? All I did was just tell him it's going to be okay. Really? So I think if I got to go back and look at that version of me, uh, I'm not even sure I'd try to save him. I would just... Because I don't even know how I would. Because I, I think that's part of like what we do even as parents and stuff is we just try so hard to keep people from things. And I understand. I mean, what I, I mean the person that did this to me is a dead, but... I mean, he'd be in jail for multiple lifetimes. Hmm. Um, and, you know, what, would my life have looked differently? Sure, I'm sure it would have. Um, but I, I think if I was to look at him, I would just tell him it's going to be okay. Hmm. And just to keep moving forward. Hmm. And rescue will come, because I know that there's going to be a time in your life that you're hoping and praying for rescue. And the rescue is going to come, mm. but it's not going to come from anybody. It's going to come from yourself. Mm. That you are your own rescue. Mm. 
What's the most painful thing somebody's ever told you? <laughs> you know, and here's, here's, here's one thing that I think the benefit to me of what happened to me is that I've learned to just cope and deal with things. Right, wrong, or indifferent, or ugly, I, I've learned to deal with things. And I'm sure that there are some things that people have said but I can't think of it any. So there, mm. there's nothing that I can point to you and say that this has been a defining thing that has held me back. The worst things that anybody have ever told me are things I've told myself. Mm. There's never been a word that anybody has ever told me or said to me that I have latched onto that has kept me stuck more than things that I've said to myself. Mm. How do you handle the Facebook pushback? From people that have narrow ideologies. Oh man, I, I've you know I've learned that because it seems like you have some heret heretical posts <laughs> as of late. Yeah, well, um, which I fully embrace. I know support. you do. Some of those times I'm like, no, this is just not even for me. It's for Mark. I got a, I got this guy or I got this this girl. Her name's uh, she. Well, I'm not even gonna say her name because I don't want to. Um, I'll beep it out. Yeah. <laughs> But she handles a lot of my social media stuff for me. So, like, a lot of things that I post, like, some of it's me, but most of it's not. Right. Um, and she grew up in a very religious house. And I'm like, you are, like, living, and she is not anymore. But I'm like, you are living out all the things you want to say through me. That's really interesting. And just, I get to be the public face of it. It's yeah. like, you get to put out all these things and, and then just put my face and name on it. And then it's, everybody thinks that, that I'm saying, which I'm not deleting. I mean, it's fine. I don't, I don't. It's care. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which a lot of it is. And I think a lot of the content comes from stuff I've said previously anyway, so it doesn't matter. But so it's accurate. Yeah. Less. Yeah, sure. Um, but cause you, you still have a lot of very religious well, friends. And so yeah, I think the, the social media stuff is what it is and. I, some of it I invite, you know, I, I, I have to, I can't, I can't look at my life or, or look at what I post and post something that I know is polarizing and contra and, and conflict and conflicting to people and not expect to get pushback from it. I mean, that's not, you have to, that's part of what I'm looking for. You know I mean? That's, it, it wouldn't serve its purpose if everybody, you know, agreed but you know, I also feel like I'm I'm okay with it. You know, I mean, I, people can say things, and I've I've blocked a lot, I've unfriended a lot, I've unfollowed a lot, and I'm sure the same has happened to me. I'm sure I've been unfollowed and blocked a lot too, and that's just part of life. You know, here's the thing: I think that every person is a hero, and every person is a villain. I think that I will be the hero in some people's stories and I will be the villain in others. And I will proudly embrace whatever role I'm supposed to play in your life. And it, you know, it, if it, it is, it is what it is, you know, I, I feel like the mission of my life is to make other people the hero of their own story. And if you need to be the hero of your own story, if your story needs a villain, I'll be your villain. What advice would you give someone? that maybe is questioning their faith right now or going through the beginning stages of a deconstruction? I think just just ride through the, the process and it's okay to ask questions. That whoever it is that you worship or whatever it is that you worship, if they're above questions, they're not worth your worship anyway. Um, 
and there's some flaws to the system if you're asking questions to begin with, you know? So um, I think find people that you trust, find people you can be honest with, and, you know, remember this, this whole concept. Just like I said, you know, there's... My guess is that the vast majority of people, if they looked at it, the most damaging things have, that have ever been said to them are things they've told themselves. And a lot of that has been planted by thoughts that we had about ourselves that were planted there by a religious system and belief. Um, I, I, I don't think there's a, there's a downside to questioning because either it's going to make you believe what you believe more strongly or it's going to make you realize that you're believing something and living something out that you don't really believe anyway, which is making you conflicted and making you miserable. <clears throat> so ask the questions. Yeah. Read stuff you don't agree with. That's the biggest part right there. Because all you, if all you do is read John Bevere shit, of course you're going to think what you think. We, we think that people that write things that we disagree with are polluting our minds. Um, I think that Hitler probably believed the same. Tension creates right. wisdom. I actually follow quite a few accounts on like TikTok and Instagram and listen to podcasts of people that I do not agree with. I think like uh, Jordan Peterson is like 50% of the time gives really good advice. And the other 50% he's a complete fucking ass. Mm -hmm. And like I follow Ben Shapiro, which is just mm -hmm. a big troll. Mm -hmm. But I follow, I follow and I listen to what they say because like they have a following. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, some, they're saying things that some people believe, believe and agree with. And I want to know what that is because if I want to know people, I need to understand the things that I don't agree mm -hmm. with. So I actually listen and follow to those almost more than the stuff that I do agree with. Mm -hmm. that, and that's hard to do. You know, I, I think we, we as people are all, um, we, we tend to be, um, we, we tend to, to latch on to things that back up what we claim to believe to be true. Of course. Whether that's about politics or about religion or about anything, you know, it's like, um, that's just, that's just part of the, the nature. And that's why I, I really think that in terms of religion and politics, like I really try to put myself in a position of, I'm not an expert on anything. I don't know anything. <laughs> You know, I, I love Mumford & Sons, right? Mumford & Sons, Mumford. one of my favorite bands. They have a song called Hopeless Wander. I love that song. Love that song, and I feel like that's what I am, except I'm not really hopeless other than the fact that I'm not looking for anything. Mm. I'm just, I'm, I'm living. Like, that's what I'm committed to doing with the time that I have to live on this earth is to live it. And, and not to spend my days paranoid and afraid about what's going to come next what's going to come next is what's going to come next and i think that my conscience um i sleep a lot better i sleep a lot better when i went through this place of just truly fully embracing what it means to be a human and that means that sometimes I'm good. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. But I'm all the time human. Mm. And, uh, and that's part of what it means to live the human experience. And I'm for it. Mm. I got two more questions mm -hmm. for you. And then we'll wrap up. If this were our last conversation mm -hmm. we ever had, what is something that you would want me to remember? Hmm. 
I so are you still are you a football fan? You like you like football still? Yeah. Okay. Love, so love football. All right. This is what I want to be. Uh, this is what I want people to know about me, right? And this is what I want you to remember about me and about who I am and what I'm about. This year, the Bills played the Bengals. Um. No. It was the that was sorry. Is the Bengals playing the Chiefs for the chance to go to the Super Bowl? Player in the Bengals, don't even remember his name. Don't care. <laughs> Made a really stupid penalty at the end of the game. There was, he pushed a guy that the, the quarterback. He, so Patrick Mahomes, he was out of bounds, and this player for the Bengals comes pushed up him. behind him, pushes him, fifteen yard penalty, moves him into field goal range, so they just have to kick a chip shot field goal to. Win, you know, to to win the game or or put him ahead, right? And they did, and they did. And here's this guy who is devastated. He's got his entire city fan base. You've got you know sound clips of teammates walking into the locker room pissed off that he made this penalty, ridiculous. And here he is sitting on the sideline with his helmet on, bawling on national TV with cameras on him because he just made this terrible mistake. Yeah. And there was one guy on his team. That was sitting right next to him. And that guy, when the reporters came in the locker room, were sitting right next to him as he answered questions. Didn't answer the questions for him, but sat there as he was questioned so that he knew that he wasn't alone. Mm. And I want to be that person. That, that, that my job in life is not to take your problems away, take the heat off of you, I've had some pretty. I've had some people call me, in some pretty fucked up situations, mm. and I've stood with them. And I am going to be a person that if there are eighty thousand fans in a stadium raining down booze on you, I'll sit next to you, mm. and they can boo both of us. Mm. And and that's the kind of person that I want to be. I, I want to be the one, you know, I have, I've, I've always had a hard time with watching people get publicly shamed. Yeah. That's a really difficult thing for me. So much yeah. so. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, I've seen most of it. Okay. Well, one of the villains of this whole show is Cersei, right? The queen. Yeah. There's this part where she is like dealing with these religious crazy people mm-hmm. who make her like walk down the street. Naked. Ass naked, yeah, naked. While everybody chimes and yells shame at her, yeah, right. That was rough to watch. And here's this thing: it's like, why? How is it that 15 minutes ago you hated this woman and what she stands for, yep. but watching someone be publicly shamed yeah. like that makes me be like, I'd go stand with her. That was hard to watch. Yeah. So I I want to be someone that picks people up after life or themselves or whatever. Mm. And I want people to know that I'm someone that you could literally tell anything to, and I wouldn't judge you for it. Hmm. Now, if it's a crime, that might put me in a difficult situation. <laughs> um, Depends but, on the crime. Right, right. Don't fuck with kids. Like that's a, obviously that's a soft spot for me. But like if if there's something like I there is not there is there's very very few things that a person could tell me that I would be like that would change the way that I viewed you. Hmm. Um, and and I want to be. A, someone out there that people know that that's who I am. Hmm. Last question. That microphone in front of you is a magic microphone. Mm-hmm. 
and it's going to click on and you have 30 seconds and the entire planet can hear you. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Just go fucking be yourself. Literally stop trying to let a system or your parents or anyone determine and tell you what it is that makes you happy. Go figure out. Life is so goddamn short. Life is so ridiculously quick and I want you to feel the freedom to go and be and do whatever it is that you want to be and do. And I've dedicated my life to helping people know that they're not alone and I want people to know that if they have fallen down that it doesn't define them and that they can get back up and that they can be the person that they want to be and um, if there's 80,000 people booing you there's at least one that'll sit by you and that's who I am and um, that's what I want the world to know about me. That's awesome, man. Where can people find your stuff? Well, I'm all over all the social media stuff, but uh, got a website, thecorybaker.com. But, uh, you know, I've got a podcast. It's called Chasing Better. I've got a book and um, all those things. But, you know, you can find me on all of the Facebook, Instagram, TikToks, and all the places I'm I'm there. Dude, thanks for your time, man. Thanks for having me. Bye, everybody.